Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Rugby League Back Chat. We have loads to talk about this week, as ever, and to do so with myself, we have off the interchange bench, a late replacement, we have League Express editor Martin Sadler. Delighted to welcome Hulk AI recruitment manager Danny Maguire, and back by popular demand, show me the money, the leading player agent, Craig Harrison. And look how happy he is to be back. Isn't he? <laughs> Craig, you uh, you turned up late, so we might as well get the value out of you while you're here. Uh, talk to me a little bit to start off with about the Toronto Wolfpack. They have had a tough start to the year, haven't they? And it wasn't too pretty for them on Thursday night. Well, I've watched them live twice now. So I've watched the uh, double header and I watched them play Leeds last week. And I don't know what people expected, so I'm going to try and shoot straight from the hip. I, I didn't see anything else. I think they'll be gambling on getting everyone back to Toronto in a run of games and picking points up there. I didn't think with how they put the team together and how quickly they've had to get Sonny Bill interest into that. Obviously, there's been some movement this week, Brian Noble leaving and all that, but I'm sure they've always said, get back to Toronto, mm -hmm. get people over here, six or eight games on Troy. If they pick up four or five games in that, they're back in the, the race. We've got Ulkar Salford. Uh, and themselves at the moment. So I don't think, unless I'm mad, I don't think the coach would have said anything. But I said, look, Brian's all about performance. Have you, have you heard it quite a few times? He's used the word, and he'll know better than anybody. He uses the word, he once told me they're going to win grand final from fifth, and I thought it was mad. Mm -hmm. And he said, I can feel it changing, I can feel the atmosphere. You know, yeah, it's all about momentum, isn't it? You know, you can, at the start of the season, you might not have any momentum, but it's not the side of the season that's really important, is it? it? You know, as the season unfolds, it becomes more important. And as you say, when they get back to Toronto, um, they'll be hoping they can build up momentum at that point. The, the thing is, though, I, I take the point about the performances, but Danny hasn't played for six months. And I reckon someone like defending you'd have still been there to sky through, wouldn't you? Talk about that, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was interesting listening to Mac after the game on Thursday. And he was talking about it being an ugly performance and you have to experience these tremendous lows to appreciate the, the highs and the success. So as I think Max probably saying to, to the Toronto boys, look, this is this is the lowest ebb we've ever had as a club and you know the only way we can go is up. And and I probably I agree with Craig. I think Toronto were always going to take a little bit of time to develop and, and mature as a team and, and, and obviously and, and obviously become accustomed to Super League. So I think they're probably targeting mid season to back end of the season to have a runner form mm -hmm. and obviously pick up wins and um you know they're doing it tough. They're doing it tough. There's no, there's no getting away from that. They've got a small squad. They've got injuries, um, and you know they've been on the the, the back of some uh, disappointing results. The defence is uh, scratchy to say the least. But um, they've got some great players, haven't they? They've got some good players in attack. Sonny Bill's starting to find his feet. Latell is a great player. So I think it's going to be quite important. They're going to have Chase Stanley back now, aren't they? Well, he's he, not in he, the squad again back. this week. No, but I mean he presumably. I mean, obviously, I think he soon will be, and I think he will yeah. stiffen up there you know, three-quarter Let, line. Let's get into it though, Craig, the salary cap issue with them. Have they realistically managed their cap as well as they should have done? Have they managed the cap anywhere near to enough level for them to give themselves a fighting chance of doing anything other than scrap at the bottom? This no, year? that's an answer. I'm, I love Brian Noble. I love the, I think they took a massive gamble on having one player at, at the age he's at to come in and mm -hmm probably represent the franchise as much as you had. They used it for publicity, which, mm. by the way, thank you very much for a Rolling League fan for getting us on every page all around the world. I'm massive on yeah, that. Yeah. I will not be... Mm. No negatives on that. But the pressure's on Sonny Bill to deliver, and I, don't, I think it's very hard for somebody at his 
after rugby union coming back into what he's done, I think he's probably thought that that he's probably given said 10, 12 games before he can show his form. Yeah. And I'm sure he will. He's always delivered when he has. But you're talking a 30, is it 34 year old Sonny Bill? Yeah. You're talking traveling around the world. You're talking about a lot of playing journeys. I know he's used to that and he's done this, but it's a, I feel so he's the one with the pressures on. I think I think the whole organization have come and the players are expecting Sonny Bill to be probably top. If you're on that kind of money, you want to be top three player in comp. Yeah. I don't think he is, and I don't think he, it, it will take him. And we're hoping it happens because a lover of rugby league, I hope Sonny Bill turns it on. I can't. When he come to Leeds in the first game, the atmosphere in the Leeds corporate was electric. The crowd, yeah, yeah. he warmed up, and everybody were like, he's here. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a massive, a lot of pressure to put on one, one player and the full franchise. Yeah. Let, let me answer you this. If they went down this year, let's just say they finished bottom, mm. I don't think Toronto will ever come back up. That's my call. Mm -hmm. I think very tough gig for them to come back up on the way they put the cap. They've got a lot of short-term players to, to keep them in that league. I think if you look at other clubs, mm. they've been a lot of better position with a younger age on the cap yes. to come back yeah. up. If they went down, wouldn't that give them the chance to freshen up the cap because they could rip up contracts effectively? It allows you, you know, the relegation allows but, you But would they do the same again? Are they going to? Are well, you ever yeah, going to? But, but the, the assumption is that David Argyle will continue funding it. You know, it, it's going to be if if they did go down, it would be a massive disappointment for him mm. personally, and the whole club relies on on his philanthropy. Yeah. To be to be honest, so you know, we, we we've got to hope that he's going to remain with that attitude. Come what may, aren't we? There's no chance. It's not, it, well, it, I'll, I'll state it here. For me, if they go down, the, the restraints on David's, it doesn't matter what pocket you've got. And yeah. I've, got, I've got wealthy, I know people have got serious money. If you're putting the amount of money he's done and he has to start again, what you're saying, recap the Absolutely. game. Absolutely. You've no chance. You're asking even a man of that magnitude to do things that are great. And, and I'll speak again openly, I don't think we've helped him as a game. I think no, we've done loads so. more. And, and I feel bad personally that we haven't done enough to help them do that that's my personal view what's danny they've recruited just to get into the recruitment a bit they've recruited a lot on the fly haven't they they've recruited mm. mid-season basically players have come up they felt could strengthen them they've, they've signed them has is, is that a long-term way of recruiting is is can you do that successfully while managing you know the, the amount of money you're spending on players i i don't think so i i think recruitment's all about a, a long-term vision i really do and Obviously, they've been involved at, at Rovers now and, and KI, you know, for, for us, I think our strength is going to be, we've just got our academy back um, yeah. and our scholarship back. And you, you've got- I always to, thought it was yeah. really strange that you yeah. had that dual academy in Hull. I, I, couldn't I just understand don't think that it. works. You know, no. I think the intentions were good and I think financial constraints, financial reasons they did it and probably not as many young players playing in Hull. Uh, but we need to produce our own players. You know, we need to have a, a steady flow of young players coming, coming into, the, into the first team from the scholarship, from the academy. And then, then your recruitment strategies can be different. You, you know, you can sign some, you know, some top end Australian players that are gonna yeah. come in for maybe a couple of years, but it's gotta be, you know, you, you, you know we, we've, we've done it this year at KR, at the back end of the year, mm -hmm. we were in a relegation battle, no planning uh, regarding recruitment. So we had to make our signings at the back end of the season. Yeah. We decided to invest in, in some younger players. We signed the boys from Bradford. Mm -hmm. we, we invested in Mikey Lewis. Um, we got a young player called Anasu from Bradford, mm -hmm. and it's all about the future. Um, and but in sport, yeah. it's all about the here and now, in it. And so you just got to get that balance. You just got to get the balance of planning for the future, but yeah. not neglecting fair, the here and now. Fair to say then that you, your recruitment was based on what you may be able to achieve in three years' time. Exactly. Maybe. 
Yeah, and, and we got John Bastian in, who was, mm -hmm. was the best in the business um, regarding, you know, youth development. Yeah. And, you know, we sat down, myself, John, uh, Neil Hudgel, and, and we wanted to plan for the future. We, you know, we want to we wanna give Hull KR the best opportunity to be one of the top teams. In, and, we, and we felt that was by producing our own players and, and getting some young, hungry, talented players within the squad uh, and adding some quality at times. This year we've missed, you know, obviously Mossy got injured, yeah. Weller's been injured, Adam Quinlan's injured, Mitch Garbett's injured. Um, so we've probably overexposed some of our younger players this year, but that's just been through injury, I suppose. But the problem with planning for the future three years ahead, which is absolutely what you should be doing, but you've got this relegation spectre, haven't mm. you, that affects all the clubs who, you know, other than a few at the top. And you've got to ultimately ask whether promotion and relegation on an annual basis like we've got is good for the game mm. because I, you know, I really, I mean, we, we had licensing and I don't think that worked particularly well. I don't think it was well administered, if I'm really honest about it. But the problem is we've got this promotion relegation system that, that, that's potentially going to do a lot of damage to the game. If Toronto go down, you know, all those expansion plans into North what's America the, the look, look to be kind of. Well, I think you've got to look at a longer term thing. It's interesting. Danny was just talking about a three year planning um, scenario at, at his club. To start with, I think a club that gets promoted into Super League should have three years where it's protected from relegation. Mm. I know, I mean, Toronto haven't, but, <clears throat> but when Catalans came in mm -hmm. in 2006, they did have a three year uh, protection against relegation. Remember, I think it was at Castleford or Witness or both went down one particular year and they stayed up, even though they were, were bottom in that first year. You know, you, you, you've, you've got to try and reconcile the sort of excitement and thrills and spills of promotion relegation against longer term objectives for developing the sport. Because, yeah. you know, in the 1970s and 80s, we, we moved back to two divisions in 1973-74, and I'm old enough to remember it. And it killed a lot of clubs. Promotion and relegation in those days killed lots of clubs. Mm -hmm. lots, of, lots of housing and industrial estates in the north of England nowadays that used to be rugby league grounds. Mm -hmm. But, you know, clubs at the time mortgaged themselves to try and stop being relegated or get promotion, and, and it didn't work. Craig, here's one for you. It's probably a question for Danny as well. A lot of your players went to Hull KR this year. What was... Why, why was that? Why, why did so many players go, I mean, you've got a great relationship with Danny, was that part of it? What was, what was well, the reason Well, not just Danny, with John. Mm -hmm. uh, I met Neil and I yeah. trusted him. Uh, he came to my house and he said, what do you think? And I said certain things, which I'm known for saying the truth. So I said, I think you've got to lower your age of your cap. You've got to think longer term. A lot mm -hmm. of the things that were talked about in the, uh, at my house was, yeah. Neil's vision were great on it. He said, look, yeah. you know, that sounds complete sense to me. Uh, if you've got an average cap age of 31, mm -hmm. you're wrong. And I thought Hull KR lost three or four players at the end of last year who actually retired. Yeah. They didn't go to another club, they retired. So that tells you retention is not that good if they're retiring after they, yeah. they finish for yourselves. Listen, I, I like I like people I trust mm -hmm. because I'm, my players are going to places I trust. Do I trust Danny probably more than most? Yeah. Do I trust John Bastian more than most? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I think Tony Smith puts the player first? Yeah. yeah. So it's easy for me and, and the vision they had. The Jez Litton, the Dean Hadley who went last year, the Carl... They were lovely for him because yeah. they needed players in. They didn't have enough. Mm. I think you were down to 16 men. So Danny said, look, we need players in. You know, they said we need players in now. We got them over the line. And then the vision. For me, it's all about, I own my own club at Doncaster. Yeah, yeah. And people said, you can't get young players. I had nine players under 21-year-old. Yeah. That was the only reason I did it. 
Because I thought, why would you keep top-ending stuff? Because it's short-term. Mm-hmm. If you get a year out of somebody, well, well that's not good for fans. Is it, is it usual... Because you've, you've sent a lot of players to Castleford mm. over the years. Love them. Is it usual for agents to have particular relationships with certain clubs and oh send God. certain players to certain clubs? 100%. And nobody says any different than the, the talking out of the bum. No, there's no doubt mm-hmm. I prefer... As in life... You deal in business. There's certain people you warm to. There's some people don't. <laughs> I, I suppose I'm in a quite. I might be in a quiet taste. I, I, I do say it as it is, yeah, yeah. which some people I I think a sly wouldn't dare put them yeah. behind your back. I certainly won't be one for that. I always for being sitting on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an acquired taste, and we've acquired it, don't we? <laughs> I, I, so, so for me, yeah. So, and mine's all about how they. A lot of them's how they treat the lads. If, yeah. if you know, if you know about my business and what I do. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm definitely a lot different to most other agents. It's my, it's my passion, it's my life, it's my, they're my friends. Yeah. They, they, he, he recently did a, they did a 10 year thing for me on, on show me being 10 year. And I, we were sat in the restaurant, they put this video up. It's the first time I've been humbled in a lot of years. It, that, that, what they think here, the lads have done the video saying what they think here and what journey they've been on with you. Mm-hmm. Remember these, I've had, I've had these now 12, 13, Benjo, they've all been 10 year players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The young, I've got loads of, you know, they're my personal friends. Yeah. So yeah, in the answer to you, mm-hmm. would I, would I Pauli improved every single player I sent? Yeah. I called Pauli Mr. 25 grand. They put 25 grand value on every player he had. Yeah. Not one of my players yeah. have ever, ever called being at cast. Luke Gale recently said to me, wow, what a journey. Now he's, he's end of his journey. Was gonna, I think yeah. I said it on one of your programmes. It was, it was gonna end up, I thought at Leeds, it were always in the background. Yeah, yeah. But what a time he had at Cass and what a player they made him and what a play, you know, what he give back yeah, to him. Yeah. That's that's what it's all about. Danny, from from a club's perspective, is it usual as well to work with certain agents more than most? Because obviously, it'd be, I can't remember how, exactly how many you took from Craig. Twelve. Yeah, we, we, no, I think again, Craig, Craig touched on it. You 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 have relationships with people. You you, you understand people. Um, but for for me, as uh, involved in recruitment, uh, not he's he's my pal, but I. You know, I speak to other people as well, speak to other agents. I went to Australia at the end of last year to, mm-hmm. to pick up contacts in, in Australia. And I think it'd be silly to narrow your vision just down one avenue, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you've got to keep your options open in recruitment. There's got to be, you've got to be at the, the heartbeat of everything. You've got to know what's going on. And that's something I need to learn as well. I need to, to make sure that if there's any potentials out there that, that we're on it and we're in the mix and, um, yeah, and yeah, we recruitment's it's interesting, it's tough. Yeah. It's not as easy as I thought it were gonna be. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on out there, but uh, <laughs> but it's interesting it keeps keeps it. A, a, a good one, just on the back of that is do not hesitate to think that I won't fall out with him over the play. I wouldn't he knows what I'm like and I know Daryl Powell, when, when we first mentioned Luke Gale going and, yeah. and you do this happens. Mm-hmm. You're really good friends or something, and then suddenly you're in the cup of tea say, by the way, he's going or he's, this could happen. Yeah. You're gonna fall out, you know. They, 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 that's what happens. But you're big enough as people and trust each other to get over that. We've done it. I've done it. You know, some of my best friends in the game. Mm-hmm. I've had to make the phone call and say, "Listen, we're not happy. Yeah. That offer you've given us is not good enough. And yeah. by the way, we're gone. That's not gonna." Well, you, you've had a few times with Cass, haven't you? Where you've been somewhere apart on. I mean, Alex we, Miller last year, Richard Thulas, I've been friends yeah, with Rich, yeah. and he, we kept doing the Alex Miller one, and I kept saying. He's going because mm. I didn't think it was the right offer at the time, and yeah. I love Rich. I really have, you know, but I didn't hesitate. Mm-hmm. I didn't blink. I said he's gone. Well, that's it. Thank you very much. But and, that's bound to happen, though, isn't it? Because people's evaluation of players differs from individual to individual. You know, 100%. round this table, we'd think differently about different players. So you know, you're bound to, and and, and everybody must realise that that you're battling for that guy 
all, all the guys you represent, and you know, in a negotiation, it's one on one. You know, well, Craig, hang on. We have to have a break. Sorry. Pick up on that afterwards. After the break, we will get back into recruitment, plus Ottawa, New York, and much, much more. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Rugby League Backchat. Don't forget, you can get involved in this discussion too on Twitter, at RLBackchat, and any comments you want to make about what any of the guys are saying, we'll send it back to them too. Maybe not to Craig, he might get offended. Craig, just on what we were saying. Um, Martin, Martin had asked you, you know, fire away what you're going to say. I can remember when I first went into the agents game and some agent very kindly said, uh, unless you're banned from a, at least three grounds a year, <laughs> I don't think you're doing your job. I think it's the same with me here as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly haven't been banned, but I've certainly been where I know I'm not, uh, you know, you ring up for the ticket or you might, I, mean, I, I usually pay, uh, you, you remember that, but you certainly know dinner on for you when you get there. It's, uh, yeah. And it is funny because, like I said, the, even the coaches yeah. and some of the CEOs are my personal friends. Yeah. And you've, but you've still got a duty of care. And, and, and the lads will push that as well. The lads like to see you fight in the corner. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we, I've just had one, Danny's laughing, I'm, I'm not going to mention, I've just had a CEO on now and we're, we've got to play a negotiation. And his opinion of the negotiation is on the same lines as me. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make it happen, You've all got to tick them box and everyone think they've got something out of the deal. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do because you're mm. balancing egos, you're, yeah. you're balancing a lot of things. The question I was going to ask to you two, you've, meant, you've touched on it really. You are, you are friends, there's no, mm. there's no doubt about that. How hard is it for you as an agent, if Danny wants a player, not to try and push the player to that place? I, I, I just wouldn't give a monkey's I'm, I'm, Whether I'm just being blatant because people have... I've actually had a, another club said to me, might have been Pauly winding me up saying, uh, are you, we are all okay, are we? And he put it on <laughs> me straight away and I was like, wow, because I'd always had a lot of players in, in that yeah. cap. And, and I started laughing and said, well, I still did you Dan Smith and uh, Chris Clarkson last year. Mm-hmm. P- plus my relationship at Cast is a little bit different because I've had to get used to John Wells coming in mm-hmm. and John's coming and doing all the players. So mm. now we, I used to just go and sit down with Errol yeah, yeah. and the CEO, Steve Gill and the Mark, he'd have a laugh. You know, John's come in, and, and, I, and I really respect. It took me a bit with John. Me and John clashed uh, that first three months. It was quite feisty, but we found a level playing field. Mm-hmm. I am always right. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get the three, problem? Yeah. Do you ever get the problem? You know, where... I tell you what, Mike. I just asked Danny. We're going to ask Danny the same question. Yeah, go on. How hard is it for you? Say you've got a player somewhere, Australia or another agent, and Craig's got a player, same position. How hard is it from from your point to just? Do, do business or do you not really? It's the most selfish bit. You're joking. He dropped me like you know a... what? It's, it's what's best for, for the team and the club. It's got to be... That's the thing for my my opinion on recruitment is you've got to do your due diligence. You've got to, you've got to do your homework, injury reports, find out about the person. That, that was one of the big things I picked up in Australia is the amount of homework they do on the recruits. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially I, I went to visit um, an AFL team and, and their recruitment's on a different level. They leave no box unticked and I, I think in rugby league sometimes we just go on one person's opinion and yeah. just decide to sign somebody because he said he's a good player so yeah. just answer your question if you know me and Craig disagree about players all the time he, mm-hmm. he, he rates somebody and I'm, I'm not so sure and, and that's the beauty of having your own opinion and, and, and seeing things differently and I'm not going to lie Craig's got a good eye for a player and nine times out of ten I, I don't want to say this because his head's already big enough, but <laughs> he, he gets it. He gets it right most times, but mm-hmm. there's times he's put players forward, and yeah, I don't think they're the right fit. And mm-hmm. you know, we we just move on. It's it's, it's yeah. business. You know, it's business is going on 
you know, out, outside this building, now people are making deals and yeah. negotiating offers and saying, oh, well, somebody's offering this player a bit better or these bricks a bit cheaper. And it just goes on. And I don't see why people take it to art. It's just, mm -hmm. it's part of the game. It's, you know, you're trying to do your best for your club. You're just doing it. a deal. I mean, I, I, one thing, that, the question I was going to ask um, Craig was, what happens when you've got a player who overestimates his own ability and value. The worst nightmare you know, it will. Because, you know, I might come to you, Craig, say, I want you to represent me and get me a contract with Hull KR for 120 grand. That'd be true. And you say, my God, you know, you're only worth 40 or whatever, 50, you know, that sort of thing. That must be a problem for you sometimes. It happens, but it's not a problem. Because I, if, if, if the players were here to say, they'd say, I, I tell them their valuation very quick. Right. So I have no hesitation in saying, no, you're not worth that. And <laughs> the problems you get is a younger player with the parents. And it's much the pressure of, you know, the one I don't like is, you know, I know you've had some great kids, but, and I'm please thinking, don't say what I think you're going to say. Mm. But my kids, and I'm like, don't say it, please don't say it, because <laughs> I'll walk out if you say it. And sometimes you get it and you're like, no, because that's a bad pressure on a young man anyway. Yeah. So, and certainly, let me, let, let me just educate you, which I've said many occasions, your player is not in the same league. Don't compare some of them to these. Yeah. You know, have the respect to make sure they've done something before you start comparing yeah. to Danny Maguire or Luke Gale or, yeah. do you know what I mean? You know, then he, he laughs. I've, I've got one where best ever, they call me best ever. So if I say a play, I say, you're not seeing out like this. <laughs> and these will laugh, these will cry with laughter and go, here we go, he's got another one. <laughs> but he's right what he said. Danny said a thing there, which I'm passionately involved in the development of players. I, I, I go out and scout, I go out, I've got my own. We do our own analysis on players. As a different, we take it really serious. So if I do put somebody forward, I have, I really hope yeah. that I've done the right thing. There's not many times, Martin, in my life, and I can say in the years, where I've put somebody in and I haven't absolutely watched everything and scared that he doesn't succeed because I've taken that very personal. Yeah. The coach once said to me, hey, we're Brian Mack. He said, you can't get them all right. Tops called me, he said, you can't get them all right. I said, but I try. Mm. I try to get you. I took Luke Gale and Bish to him, a 19-year-old in London. Mm -hmm. I got another player, I'm not mentioning him, I got one probably half wrong. And I took that very personal. Mm. What happens when you get a player who gets into trouble, either, you know, some in well, plenty some of them. So social context <laughs> or drugs context or that, you know, alcohol, whatever it might be. What, you know, how, how do you handle those I'm guys? the first phone call. Right. Right. So I'll do a bang, bang, bang. I'm not saying you're the fixer, but you, you probably are as quick well, to... Because yeah. they'll trust you to do the right thing. I got one um, recently, and they said, what? And I went, calm down. You calm down. Let's handle it from here. You get yourself out of the way, and, and that was it. That, that, mm. I, I tried to do the right thing then. Yeah. Your job's then to maybe talk to the club, yeah. talk to whoever is involved, see what the story is, and, and, and give a give an honest opinion straight away to your player. You know, right. you, you shouldn't have done that. You're totally out of order. Yeah. Um, that's just normal for me. That's yeah, that like, I, normal I, part. I can vouch for you for that because I remember giving you a call about one of your players. Yeah. And I, I won't name who, and you were straight on, and that were it. I didn't hear from you. Hundred percent. Yeah, I went straight on. We'll sort this. Yeah. We'll sort that. You need to. That, that's that's part of what I feel my job is anyway. Mm -hmm. Danny, just going to ask you. You mentioned about recruitment and research and so on and so forth. One thing about Hull KR that seems evident to me is that for four or five years now, injuries, injuries, injuries. <laughs> I know that people say it's bad luck, but at some point does a club, and it's not just OKR, because I've, I've been critical of Wakefield for this in the past as well. Do you have to look at why the injuries are happening every year, as mm. many as they are, or, or is it purely just bad luck? I think I'm, I'm contemplating getting a witch doctor down to Craven Park to, to lift the curse, I really am. Um, good question. I, if it was muscular, calf, mm. hamstring injuries, quad injuries, back injuries, you'd 
you'd, you'd, you'd have a look at your, your your fitness regime, what you were doing, your physios. Um, we've got a great we've got a great team at, at KR. Um, a lot of it is just is unlucky. We've got three. No, I think we've had six syndesmosis injuries, which is basically where the lads are planted in a tackle and their ankle basically stays in the ground. Yeah, yeah. So there's you know there's no there's no planning for that. You, mm -hmm. you know there's no rehab. There's nothing you can do to. Pre to protect that from happening, we're playing a, a contact physical mm -hmm. game where so at some point 300 kilo blokes are on top of you. Yeah. And at some point, you know, knees and ankles mm -hmm. give way. And um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, we are littered. Since I were at KR, it was ridiculous, you mm -hmm. know, constant. And not just not just uh, any players, important players, senior yeah. players. And this, this year just shows you with the players that we've missed at the start of the season. Quick one on that one. I, uh, in the midst of one of the injury things they had, and I think Tony had gone out and they said, oh, we've lost this. And I made a phone call to him and I said, uh, and, and I don't know if he knew, he felt my voice were different and I've gone, uh, are you doing a bit of training and that? And he went, no, don't even start. Do not even start. <laughs> so I, I was going to throw it into Neil, Neil and them and say, you need to get the boots back on. Danny, so one last night. Danny, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And Martin or Vouch, mate, the first podcast we did of the year, we said, What's your bold prediction for the year? And I said you'd come out of retirement. No chance, mate. No, no, no chance. chance. If you'd have seen that friendly I've for got, I don't own any boots now, so that's me. That's me. The half-break you made on that friendly, I didn't let my legs have gone. <laughs> <They're> gone. <laughs> on, on, on the injury front, then, um, I get it's maybe a tough question, a, a harsh question. Does it then, do you look at the at the players you're recruiting if, mm. if they're just simply not, if there's too many that aren't durable enough? I, I think a, a category on you know, a spreadsheet that, that I'm doing is durability. Right. Definitely. It's 100%. You know, you need players that are going to be available for selection. You know, everyone's going to get injured because mm -hmm. of the game we're playing. The, the the vigors that you're putting your body through, but I reckon durability durability is huge. So, mm -hmm. the, you, X amount of games, if, you, if somebody's played four or five years at Super League, I reckon you'd have to look at a percentage of games played, 80% mm -hmm. minimum, I'd say. Right. So, to tick that box, to, to, to then say, to take it to my CEO, my chairman and say, this player, he, I reckon durability is huge now. Yeah. Because you need your, you need your important players on the pitch and, and unfortunately for us this year, we've not had that. Mm -hmm. Do you think the game almost makes too many demands on players nowadays? That it, it, you know, players generally are too susceptible to injury because of the nature of the game. Is it, is it, is, is it just too much weight colliding? You know, we always talk about tackles being car crashes. Mm. Are we actually subjecting players now to too much of that? I've got a theory, Dan, me. I, I have a theory that he, uh, if you played rugby, I played football in the day, and I said I never saw a scan, never mm -hmm. saw, all my friends, we never saw. The research also mm. on, on it now is, these lads can have some on the Sunday. I think they lost three players on the weekend. Four. I think, four players. Four players. I think they'll all have their prognosis very quickly within 48 hours, everything. Oh, within 24 can imagine, hours. Can you imagine when I first started watching rugby, you used to watch them, like, what did you have at Leeds? There were a player and I can remember saying, he'd tape his knee from Australia, uh, his nickname would tape or something, but he'd, he'd literally just put every ligament together, pop his thing back in and he'd play. Mm. And they got a season out of him. I can remember Barry Mack in his book saying, he just played every game injured. That was what he expected to do when he yeah. did it. Now it's dope, the, 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 the things to now is that, they can pick anything up. Important, nice way to move this on. Some of the tackles in that game that you had with Wigan, uh, I know that Oliver Partington's gone to, he's been referred to a tribunal and uh, Ben Flower got done for the mm. dangerous contact. There hasn't been many so far this season, but they did look nasty. How important is it we, we 
stamp these tackles mm. out because they, they're ugly. I, I think that's the key to it. And we, we were chatting before, myself and Craig, about it. And teams practice two men holding the tackler up and the third man coming in aggressive should be above the knees, you know, in to win to win the to win the floor and mm. turn the player on his back. Uh, I know I know Ben, um, and obviously he's he's done a few things throughout his career where you'd you'd probably disagree with this statement that I'm gonna say, but he's actually a really nice fella. Mm -hmm. And and I can't imagine, you know, as a rugby as a rugby player, you never want to go out there and injure anybody. You wanna you wanna go out there and, <laughs> and hurt somebody, yeah. you know, fairly. Yeah. But for me, I, I don't think anyone goes on the field thinking I'm gonna break this guy's ankle or break this mm -hmm. guy's I'm gonna do his knee or anything like that. I'd be very, very disappointed if anybody was anybody was coaching that technique. Does the punishment need to be severe though? Because I mean, Ben Flowers got two games, hasn't yeah. he? I, I mean, to be fair, I think my opinion is it needs to be more than that, and that's not just because of um, the, the the guy that's carried the the act out and his, his his previous history that type of stuff. But I think if we're gonna we're gonna have to lay a, a standard straight away. So if anybody else is is doing this. It's a, a six-game ban, so you know straight away, and mm. everyone else then is a little bit more hesitant on, in that kind yeah. of tackle. And you know, Stoz is probably going to be out for potentially three months there. Mm. You know, we we feel the, you know, we we feel that for the next three months now. There and, is an um, argument, isn't it, to say that if if you injure a player like that by doing something that's illegal, you ought to be out for at least as long as the player you injure. You know, which yeah, is, is I mean, it's, it's hard to police that, isn't it? I it think is, it's, yeah, it um, is. But it's it's a it's a good call, and I kind yeah. of agree with it. But I think it'd be really hard to police that. Yeah, I'm I'm quite simple, mate. Listen, I'd rather see someone go toe to toe and let let, let the hands go, mm. than do that. For me, mm. it's the cheapest form of yeah. of rugby, in my opinion. It's the toughest game in the world, in, again, in my opinion. But I'd rather see two big blokes let them go, yeah. and no arm at all, and they give this ends a shake, and that's what yeah, we've been brought not, uh, than yeah. doing that. That for me is the and I, and, I, and I said this to somebody a couple of days ago. I just say to my players, anybody who does that, and you see it, punch him, and, yeah. get it, and, and that'll highlight it because yeah. don't do it again. If you highlight some, I, I seen it happen in an academy game three years ago, and it took me literally. I, it upset me. I was watching it happen, and I, and I watched the turn in the tackle. Mm. So you're turning them and old, they're holding them up. Mm to keep them up for the third man to come in so they can dominate the floor. Yeah. That's so, you know, that's so dangerous. Yeah. Young lad's 18 year old, so for me, it, it, it needs to be stamped out immediately. And then, and, and listen, Wigan got some bad press or Wigan again, that's a load of rubbish. Yeah, yeah. They maybe practice the technique better than most. That's mm -hmm. probably what they do. But there's a lot of clubs doing that. That's happened with a yeah. lot. And Danny's right, and you said it, individuals have done this for, the rule needs to come from the top. If you go below the knees and you come in, to Maine, or are you coming in which can cause an injury? Gone. Even if it's accidental, even no if chance. it's not deliberate, you've got to deter it, haven't you? Mm. you know. I, I don't think anyone would a, a, a try and accuse Flower or Pad, well, maybe some, but not anyone who knows the game wouldn't accuse them of doing that intentionally. It was just no. I think they're both. I said to Danny and Carl, I said, you imagine how they're, they're feeling? I said, I reckon the most rugby players I know feel terrible when that when they've injured another player. Yeah. There's a massive, apart from when they're all shouting at you at Wigan when you did your ACL. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Mm. That was only because you tried to trip someone up, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't, we got a minute before I have to wrap up this part of the show. I'm, I'm sorry, I ask you this all the time. You must be sick of me ringing you now. Where are we at with recruitment? Um, it's ongoing. <laughs> it's definitely ongoing. And it's probably a bit more uh, probably a bit more ongoing this week with, with obviously injuries. Um, yeah, we're pretty close to, to getting somebody in, a mm -hmm. uh, middle. Um, not done it, not done yet. So obviously, can't give you, can't give you a scoop, yeah. um, and potentially maybe um, 
maybe looking at some short-term replacements, some some loans. But then again, it's with the reserves and real teams are really reluctant to send players on loan now. They want to keep the players, they want to look after themselves, and, and that's fair enough as a, as a club. If you're in that position, you probably you probably would do the same. Um, so it's tough, you know. But we will we are looking to to, to strengthen. You know, I, I've already started looking and starting planning for 2021, but. Um, like I said before, it's all about the here and now, isn't it, at, the, at this moment. So we just need to, uh, you know, keep some competition for places and uh, and obviously get some more experienced players back out on the field. Well, I'll be peppering you with phone calls for the rest of the week then. Uh, coming up after this short break, we're going to talk about Ottawa and New York after their entries to the league were confirmed. We'll be right back. Don't forget, Backchat is available on free sports throughout the season on all of these platforms. And you can also catch up via the free sports player by registering for absolutely free. Final part of this week's Rugby League back chat. We, would, we are going to talk about Otter and New York. Craig, you just wanted to make a point on reserve grade uh, on, on the back of what we're saying about recruitment. Fire away. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to open it up as well, by the way, just to say, like, you know, how have we found it? I, I like the fact, as Danny mentioned, bringing players in. One thing they did last week, they brought Ethan Ryan in. You know, other clubs are starting to look at the reserves and go, you know what, I like what he's doing. And when That's what I dreamed the reserve were for, sure. to help the first team coach and his staff identify players who were playing against serious Super League players. And, go, you know, I think there were a Leeds-Wigan game this week on, at Stanley, which was, somebody uh, reported, fantastic game. I think there were about six regular Super League players playing on each side. The youngsters got a chance to look at the way they gauged against yeah. that. Uh, but, but I think Danny said 12 the game. Mm. I'm hoping Danny, Danny's been actually actually actively involved in organising, getting the teams together. And he, I've never seen him as stressed in my life. Here's, here's the thing, though, Danny, let me ask you this, because it still seems to me that Jewel Reggie's been used a lot mm. as well alongside it. Why? I mean, you've, you, Matty G went to choose for a yeah. game, didn't he? Why would, why would he go to Jewel Reggie and not, not reserve grade? Great question. Great question. Um, I suppose to play in a... He probably went to play in a tougher game. Right. Obviously, we're still saying that the championship is a better standard than the reserves, and I agree with Craig. The reserves should be as good, if not better. Yeah. You know, we played Newcastle at the weekend, and we had, I think, we had three first teamers playing, um, and the rest were trialists that we've had to source ourselves. That's been really tough. Mm -hmm. So we've got um, basically some lads that was with the academy that have drifted away from the game. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to get them back involved, which is which is good. Which is I, I don't mind doing that. Uh, we've, we've got dual reg players from Donny. Yeah. I'm, I'm linking with Jewsbury, mm -hmm. so it's it's, it's 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 interesting. It's tough, and I'm I'm learning loads doing that. But I just think for for me the reserves, you know, I, I know we're littered with injuries, so it's been really hard to our first team, you know, has, has been basically taking up and, and rightly so. Um, but I've I've heard a few stories about the reserves. You know, most of the teams are doing it tough and. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think the quality of the games have been have been right great, if I'm honest. And mm. the idea behind it for me was we were going to get a real strong competition. We were going to get six or seven first teamers going against each other with top academy. I think, top I think academy you've got players. to give it time to settle in, though, Danny, haven't you? But uh, one question I was going to ask, and I've, I've not been monitoring it that closely, but have any games been postponed yet because a, a, a team couldn't raise a team? Yeah, we we had a game postponed for only for the, the pitch. The, the pitch was waterlogged. Right. But it's been really hard to get players training. We've got players working. Um, I, I feel really sorry for our coach, Kev, Kev Deaton. He's a great coach. He's involved with the England Unis. 
he's getting no coaching time with his, with his players because you know some lads are working and it's it's, it's really tough. It's really but tough it's a real to test of him to, to, yeah, to yeah. deal with that situation. Um, and it's almost like you know the, the lads went up on the bus to, to Newcastle. It was almost like back playing amateur and a, a trip up to Cumbria back in the in the yeah. old days. And um, and it was quite. It's really enjoyable actually. I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying being being around it. It's it's a different feel. There's, there's less pressure. But I'm not sure if if it's sustainable. I think financially, you know, not many people are watching the games, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, and the cost to, to put the game on, open a stadium, officials, security, mm. food, uh, we're, you know, paying, playing, paying, paying players. For, for what we're actually getting out of it, I'm not sure if it's sustainable. Danny, the, the other point, I mean, that's a concern for me. Yeah, yeah, you've just, you just put fear of God in me. It's, yes. it's, it's, <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I want it to work. I really want it to work, but... What, 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 um, and I'm enjoying being part that? of it. How do we change it? I, I, don't, I honestly, I don't know. I think the clubs. I, I think a, a portion of the salary cap should be set aside. That's exactly what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. So once you do that, they'll sort. The it. clubs are getting. I don't know what exactly they're getting now. Nearly up to one point nine, whatever or whatever the money is. A portion of that hundred grand should be put aside and said that has to be committed to the to the reserve grade. And one of the other things I'd like to see is the reserve. Matches all being played at the same time at a certain point during the week, mm. maybe Saturday at three o'clock or whatever other suitable time people might think is right, because <coughs> it's a habitual thing, isn't it? Mm. You know, when you say people are not watching, well, they won't do if they're not sure when yeah, the games yeah. are being played. Agreed. There were a massive if, crowd at the Leeds Wigan this week. There was, was a that? big crowd. Yeah, and and, right. and 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 I like this week. If you look round the grounds, I'm straight onto all the reserves to see how my lads have done. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I love it. I, I well, the clubs more need to promote memory. those games well, a bit more effectively. Well, this is what I was going to say to you. They, they, they won't be. And if the funding's in hand, and they say, yeah. if you market the game, if you put proportion of the development of the player, if you do, and we're not going to give you this unless you do, trust me, they'll do it. The yeah. best marketing exercise I've ever seen, because mm. it'll all make sense very quickly. Yeah. And Danny wouldn't, and, and people wouldn't be asked to be involved in it at the last minute and say, "No, oh, have you got this? Have you got that?" Yeah. It, and it, how, how about putting some reserve games on the hour league app? You know, that yeah. that would be another another. Just, just throughout this up because we have other stuff to talk about, and it comes back to two things you said. Mention the dual reg. If there were more first team players playing at reserve grade level. A, wouldn't it entice fans to go to games more because they're going to see first team players, but also wouldn't it naturally then just bring the quality of the games up because that's a concern as well? Yeah, totally agree. I think that's that that's, was the idea of the reserves. Is that you know that's why everybody wanted it to, to be back, brought back because there was a, there was an element of players, you know, a portion of players not getting any games. You know, we, we had some first team boys last year that probably probably weren't good enough to go play for Featherstone or Halifax or, and the reserve grade would have been perfect for the, for their development at the time. But there was they were sort of stuck in limbo. Um, but, but I actually, not, I'm not sure there's enough players, enough quality players playing the game to to have a Super League, to have a, a really strong reserve grade mm. and a champ one and two. Yeah. I'm just not sure there's there's enough players out there to to, to, to sort of do that. We've again, we we, we are sort of scra scrapping and scraping around to, to sort of yeah, get a team yeah. at Rovers for our reserves, and I don't think that's was how it was supposed to be, how it was envisaged by. Everybody, when it was first set up again. Let's hope that it improves in the future, gents. Just we're going to have to move on. I need to get on to Ottawa, New York. Martin, Ottawa announced 2021. New York announced 2022. What's your general thoughts on this? Well, we've got to wait and see how it turns out because I mean we know that Ottawa are coming in. You know they they've got a slightly different model, haven't they, to Toronto um, and. 
when we, you know, the real test for them, I think, is to see whether we can get any young Canadian guys playing the game with them. Because ultimately, if you're going to expand into a country like Canada, you've got to get Canadian, young Canadians wanting to play rugby league. Ultimately, we've got to get Canadians coming to you, Craig, and asking you to represent them and to, to, to find a way into playing professionally. So I, I hope that's going to happen. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I've, I'm not sure we've got enough details yet of how Ottawa are going to operate mm -hmm. to really be able to make a firm judgment. But you know, hopefully they've got backing of smart people over there. But they do need some strong rugby league people as well, advising them on how to, you know, come into League One and how to compete. There. Probably got a table here of people of pro expansion. I think that's fair to say. But Craig, from the outside looking in, what's rugby league's long term? strategic vision for expansion? Well, Toronto were the, the flag bearer, so we need Toronto to stay in. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, Martin said a great comment about maybe letting a club come in and say, and, and the Louisville clubs won't never vote it, but in a real Disney World no. sort of thing, it? And we'd love to say you've got three years to develop your club. You're not going to get relegated. The other clubs will have to accept that. Mm -hmm. That's the way it is. We don't need Toronto not to be a sex, trust me. Because yeah. that Ottawa, it'll be like looking at that and, it'll be, and if they go there and then somebody pulls out and then, trust me, you'll be on shaky ground again. Yeah. I know the model's different. I know they all said the right things. But trust me, once they get in there and they want success, your brain comes off anyway. Well, you was, know, oh, we're going to develop 25 Canadian lads. No, you're not, because you'll get it beat 100 nil, 100 nil, 100 nil, 100 nil. Oh, yes, but in three years' time, yeah, yeah, you won't be there in three years' time. This is what this is That's, the point I was going to make, and Valencia have said this, which is another one. They're going to bring homegrown players in, it's going to be Canadians, it's going to be Spanish players with Valencia, but then they're also saying they think they can be competitive at league. They underestimate how difficult it, it is to it, play it, rugby it, league, it, don't Danny, they? Danny, I mean, you, you know the player pool. It's it just is. unrealistic to think that they're going to be able to do that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I think Craig nailed it on the head there. The, you've got good intentions. The intentions are really good of, of producing Canadian, Spanish players, but you know, there's some, there's some tough, rugged players knocking about in the champ and champ one that are experienced and and you know you're trying to develop and, and grow the game and and you could be on the end of you know some some, mm -hmm. some tough results and it takes somebody with real guts and determination at the top of the ladder to be able to mm -hmm. to stick with to stick with it through the process um, we talk about the process all the time about uh, you know your end goal and and how and we spoke about it with Toronto how you know they're they're experiencing some tough moments at the minute. Uh, but then, obviously, as you climb and as you improve, you appreciate what you what you're going through, and and you enjoy the the good moments a little bit more. So, I'm, I agree with Martin. I'm I'm on the fence regarding uh, Ottawa, and I, I am you know I'm I am pro expansion, like you said. I, I don't mind us us trying things and 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 seeing if things out there work for the growth for the growth of the game. But I don't want that at the expense of your Featherstones, your, yeah. your Halifaxes, where you know where we've been strong in the past. I was going to say Martin. Toronto have come in, you, you've been to Toronto, you said it was brilliant, I've loved didn't it, you? Loved it. What do we need from Ottawa in the first instance? Forget New York, because they're coming in a few years. Like, what do we need as a sport, Ottawa, to do to, so that people will turn around and go, yes, this is working, this is a success for rugby league? Well, I think they've just got to be broadly competitive right from the start, haven't they? You know, uh, which I, I think they... Does there need to be more than just being competitive, though? Just Because that effectively just makes them another team. It's very it? difficult to say... Certainly, that would be the case if they were coming into Super League straight away. Yeah. You know, you couldn't afford them to come into Super League and not be successful. Mm -hmm. But the, the good thing about coming up through the ranks, through, through League One, is that, you know, all eyes won't be upon them mm -hmm. 
during that first season. Do we need they? them to do they, they, They've do got we, a bit of space to be able to make mistakes. Do we need That's them the to develop Canadian players? Oh, I think so in the long run, run. yes. And how long, do we, give, how long do we give these clubs? Is it, no one knows the answer to this. How long well, do we give Toronto? Well, unless you, protect, unless you protect them, they're not going to survive. They've got mm -hmm. to, you've got, somebody has got to have the guts to say, if it were me, I'd say no problem. Mm -hmm. They are going to be protected. Yeah. It's for the good of the game. Simple yeah. as, not even a negotiation. Yes, I don't want to lose the 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 Featherstones and the thing. Of course, I don't. We, it, that's that's by the by. Mm -hmm. But we've got to grow the game in other areas. It's not growing. Yeah. Newcastle for me. I, I I've said this. And I think I said it last time. Newcastle for me. When you go down and you see what's happening, I wouldn't hesitate to get them up as quick as anywhere. No, mm -hmm. no. We need Newcastle. We need York. York got the new. We need new places. We cannot. We the we game do. has proven over the years you cannot stick it to the. Just be St. Helens, Wigan, and Leeds. No it, chance. You know, Absolute no chance. Can't. The big cities. Are, I met Melbourne recently. Uh, I'm not saying no, but I met <laughs> Melbourne recently in London, and the story of their franchise. I didn't know the history, and I was quite you know. And when they told me that they was this. Un, you know, everyone didn't think it'd work. You've got no chance. You can't yeah. go away from the Sydney clubs. You, yeah. The story's unbelievable. They're now yeah. one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah. Yeah. The, the owner would tell it. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. it can be done. Want to move it on? We may be able to speak about Otter a lot more next week. Just on a quick thing, though, on, just yeah. still on this point about, yeah. you know, homegrown players. Is it, I think the basketball franchise in Toronto is the Argonauts, isn't it? Yeah. They won. Uh, the their, Raptors. Raptors. The, the Raptors, sorry, no, the Argonauts are one of the other teams. The Raptors won the uh, NBA. And I think they only had one Canadian player yeah. playing for them. Two million yeah. linemen. That's right. It's an That's interesting right. point. Danny, I want to bring up Rob Burrow and Mossy Masoy. Mm. Um, wow, incredible stories, sad stories as well. How, first of all, how were they? Because I'm sure you're in contact with them. And how inspired have you been by this story? Of both of them? Yeah, it's, it's been really, really tough. Obviously, the, the turn of the year with, with the news with, with Rob and. Um, yeah, I, I was in Australia at the time when I found out I'd spent a bit of time with Rob previous and he was he was having some sort of tests done and he was unsure and I found out in Australia and mm. <laughs> I was heartbroken to be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't get out of bed for more or less for the full day and um, and I, I've been in contact with him a lot. Obviously we had the game at Edinley which was, was unbelievable and uh, the positivity of Rob is, is unbelievable. Um, you know, when you're, when you're actually around him, he, it's really weird. You, you, you don't feel sort of upset, you, you know, because 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 of the way he's handling himself, and yeah. he's just you know he just wants to get on with, with with his life. He's still coaching. He's still doing his family things. He's mm -hmm. you know he just wants to be as normal as possible in in such a tough situation. And mm -hmm. mostly the same. You know, I, I went and saw him after the injury, and I think it's three or four days later. And, he still got that beaming smile that you, you see with Mossy. You know, when Mossy played, he'd smash somebody and he'd, he'd, he'd pick him up and check their hand. He was just such a <laughs> genuine, lovely bloke. And um, and to see the way both of them are attacking, they're, they're not you know they're not lying down. Although yeah. Mossy was you know yeah. lied flat for six weeks, which was torture, and then he was on his you know I saw him in his wheelchair and yeah. you know he. He's, he's, he's winning. Yeah. He sees that as a, as a win and he, he's going to keep getting these little wins. Okay. Um, and the positivity yeah. uh, of both of them has been, been unbelievable and uh, you know a real credit. And everybody in Rugby League has got behind them, which has been great. You and Craig are doing a charity race day for them. Uh, yeah. April 18th, is it? First races? Yeah, April 18th, Thirsk. Craig's, Craig's put a lot of time and effort into it. Thirsk have been unbelievable. We, we want to try and get as many Rugby, rugby League fans along 
Um, so if you can, um, obviously, I think if you follow myself or Craig on Twitter, you'll be able to know how to get the tickets. A portion of the money is going to get dono uh, donated back to their funds. Yep. So we'd love to see as many people there as possible. What day of the week is that? Uh, it's a Saturday. Saturday. Right. It's right. the day after the Leeds-Wigan game, I think, on Sky. Right. So there's going to be a lot of players there. We've got all the mascots there. We've got all right. our games there. We've, he's just said, Dan, the donation goes to the players at a proportion. We've also got a thousand people dining. Which a proportion of their, their that goes? We've also right. got a, a trainer called filmmaking, and, and you were there yesterday, Matthew, yeah. and the owners, Wendy, have, have kindly said if any of the horses win the prize money, will be donated to the to the lads. So right. we're all going to be cheering them. I'm hoping these loads of rugby league fans, and we can have a good day on the lads and uh, get a couple of get a couple of quid earned. Yeah, and you're doing a bike ride, Danny. I am. Yes, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I'm, I'm actually part of Mossy's uh, fundraising foundation and. Uh, I went to the RFL, went to Rugby League Cares to, to get some um, prizes for, for, for Moss and uh, signed up to a 500-mile bike ride. So, yeah, that'll be interesting, but looking forward to it. Great. That's all we've got time for, gents. That has absolutely flown by. A big thank you to all of you for coming. We'll be back next week for another edition. But for now, goodbye.